Hello and welcome to What's a Story Ghost? I'm your host Annette. And I'm Stephen. And today we are on episode 84. 84? Out the door. <laughs> so original. <laughs> um, today we are going to England. Um, just a teeny tiny non-official kind of disclaimer. This episode is a bit rough. It, it's kind of, and I will compare it a couple of times to Left Castle. It's a bit gruesome. If gruesome is not your thing, then listen anyway. We maybe need to don't listen. listen to this episode. It's really, really gruesome at some parts. Um, will we crack on? Crack on. The poet Longfellow begins an apt description of Chillingham Castle with the following verse. All houses in which men have lived and died are haunted houses. Through the open doors the harmless phantoms on their errands glide, with feet that make no sound upon the floors. This whole verse sounds, dare I say it, a little romantic. I mean, he's a poet, I know. But the way his words, that should invoke fear, almost sound like they're dancing, is kind of beautiful. But just like flipping a coin on its other side, there are other words used to describe this castle. While trying to purchase his wife's ancestral seat in 1982, Sir Humphrey Wakefield was given a verdict by a psychic that did not contain words that danced or seemed romantic at all. Humphrey was advised, and I quote, It's packed with troubled souls, far, far too many to deal with on no account by this castle. But the ghosts that currently reside at Chillingham Castle are to be expected, as with all old homes. This magnificent slice of castle cake is over 700 years old. But very much like Ireland's Lep Castle, which we have covered, the history of this castle is more likely to give you nightmares than the ghost stories. But before you go thinking I've made up the name in order to tell a good ghost story, or that this is some Harry Potter-style castle, I haven't, and it isn't. Chillingham Castle is most definitely the real name of this very old castle. It's located in Chillingham, Northumberland. And also, the Harry Potter castle is actually only a 22-minute drive down the road. It's called Alnwick Castle, but I digress. Chillingham Castle was built in the 13th century, as happens with old buildings, especially homes where people were born and died. The death toll does tend to be lengthy, but the history of this castle is dark and shrouded in inexplicable, often terrifying encounters. In the beginning, the castle was used as a monastery. We touched on this last week with Spike Island. What is this fascination with converting monasteries? It never ends well. But it was the home of the Grave family from 1246. The original manor house was destroyed during a Scottish raid in 1296. By 1298, the new manor house was built. By this time, it had ample fortifications. It was then that the foundations of the castle that we know today were created. It was also at this time that King Edward I visited Chillingham Castle, on his way north to fight William Braveheart Wallace at the Battle of Falkirk. Wallace was defeated in that battle, and though he managed to escape, for many other Scots, their terror had only just begun. The strategic location of Chillingham Castle was particularly important. 
because it was built right next to the border of England and Scotland. In the Middle Ages, England fought to rule Scotland, but the Scottish resisted. The Scottish attacked the castle on several occasions, which was an incredibly difficult task because the walls were 10 feet thick. Chillingham Castle was such an asset that improvements were almost non-stop. Alongside the Grey family, Chillingham Castle was also owned by the Bennett family. No less than 18 members belonged to the most noble order of the Garter, and many were courtiers and commanding generals. The main purpose of this order was to keep the king connected to the most powerful nobles. But even though the family was noble, they were also said to be quite rebellious. Eight of their family members were executed, but not just executed, they were hung, drawn and quartered, and as a display of what happens to those who rebel, their heads were impaled on the city gate as a warning. Some members of the family were lucky and only lost their heads, quick and simple. When the war between the Scottish and English ended, the castle lost its defending task. A beautiful forest grew around it, where still to this day the special Chillingham wild cattle are kept. Chillingham Castle has a very bloody history to say the least and many Scottish people met their end there. But not all were casualties of war. Most of them died by the hands of a man named John Sage, commonly known as John Dragfoot or his darker nickname the Butcher of the Scots. While acting as a lieutenant, John Sage sustained a leg injury that rendered him unable to fight, but he wasn't finished fighting. You see, John Sage wasn't gunning for a fight out of patriotism. He was simply cold-blooded and ruthless, and he hated the Scottish. So he was appointed the only position any broken, angry soldier could be, the official torturer of Chillingham Castle. It's said that John Sage tortured more than 50 people each week for a period of three years. As the story goes, John Sage tortured and killed more than 7,500 people But don't worry, he gets his comeuppance in the end as most bad guys do. The torture chamber, as it's known, is open to the public today and contains all of Sage's toys. However, we must bear in mind that this is not the original torture chamber. Oh no, the original torture chambers are located underneath the tea room, which is the castle's restaurant. Why not open the original torture chamber, I hear you ask? Well... They're sealed off from the public after a seance was performed there. The seance went, well, let's just say it had a pretty terrifying ending. So it was decided to keep the danger inside, the chambers must be closed up. Many human remains are still down there. Sage's favoured torture devices were the wheel, the Iron Maiden, the Iron Chair, and of course, the rack. For anyone who ever read or watched any medieval books or programs growing up, the rack needs no introduction. But for those who didn't, this device was used to stretch someone until their joints popped. Some visitors to the castle have claimed to hear the sound of popping joints when they stand next to this device. John Sage may have had his favourite torture devices, but he wasn't afraid of getting his hands bloody. He also liked to impale, boil and starve his victims to death. It said he was the inventor of one torture device, so heinous it needs a warning. It was a barrel filled with iron nails. The victim would be placed inside and rolled from one side to the other side of the torture chamber. In doing so, the victim was skinned alive. 
It's worth noting that the floor of the torture chamber was sloped to allow blood to drain more easily. By the end of the Scottish-English War, the English needed to dispose of the remaining prisoners. They made a huge fire in the courtyard and burned all the men, women and older children alive in front of the younger children. But their ordeal was far from over. The children were taken back into Chillingham Castle, where it said they were hacked to death in the Edward Room. But as I said, most bad guys get their comeuppance. John Sage was later publicly hanged because he was deeply hated. So much so that the public cut off his fingers, toes, lips, nose and genitals, all while he was still struggling for breath. Disembodied voices and full-body apparitions have been seen wandering the courtyard. It's even said that the ghost of John Sage haunts the courtyard. There are many rooms in Chillingham Castle that are open to the public, but some, like the pink room, is a private room today and is used by the current owners. This room is very haunted. The skeletal remains of a young boy were discovered inside one of the walls in the pink room during renovation work. The poor boy's fingers and fingernails were broken, which leads us to believe he may have been very much alive when the wall was bricked up. His spirit is now known as the Blue Boy, and it's said that before he shows himself, a blue halo will appear. But he's not to be feared. Apparently, he is a very friendly and much-loved resident of Chillingham Castle. Unlike the spirit that resides in the Edward Room, the room the young children were slaughtered in, a dark, malevolent spirit resides there. It's said to be very violent and aggressive, and has attacked several people. The ghost of Lady Mary Berkeley still roams the Hall of Chillingham Castle in search of her adulterous husband who seemingly took off with her sister. Before she appears, the sweeping and rustling sound of a long skirt can be heard. The chapel is another highly active room. The remains of three were found there. Two were found under the glass-stained window and the other in the back corner underneath the floorboards. The skeleton under the floorboards belonged to a little girl, but sadly that's all we know of her. No one knows who she was or what happened to her. But her spirit likes to interact with people. Well, I say people. She actually only speaks to women. And she's known for playing with their hair. People have reported feeling overcome with sadness when they sit near the place she was found. One of the rooms you are able to spend the night in is the still room. Not sure if you'll want to when you know it's connected to the dungeon, so I don't imagine a good night's sleep is guaranteed. The still room was used to hold the castle's treasures. Each night, a guard was said to be locked in the still room to guard the treasures. particular night, the guard on duty, locked in the room, was flabbergasted to find an old, frail-looking woman sitting in the still room with him. She asked him for water. The guard went to go and get some water when he stopped puzzled as he was meant to be in there by himself. When he returned with the water, the old woman was gone. She is now known as the Pantry Ghost. Some believe she was most likely poisoned inside the still room, and now she forever haunts it, begging for water. Also eternally stuck in the still room is the spirit of a Spanish witch, who was also killed there. But of course, as history would have us believe, right before all witches die, they put a curse on the family, or in this case, the whole castle. According to her curse, anyone who should take something from the castle will be cursed with bad luck. Now, 
believe it or don't, it's up to you, but the room contains numerous objects that were taken and have since been sent back by visitors. The dungeon is a very tight space, as most dungeons are, and it's pitch black and freezing cold. There are two cells. One of the cells contains a murder pit. This is where injured prisoners were thrown inside and left to die. There was a door from the gardens that gave access to the pit, but I imagine even if you could use it as a means to escape, you were thrown in injured and it was pitch black, so you had time to surrender to the fact that this is where you were going to die. And if you don't succumb to your injuries, the castle dogs would have feasted on you along with the flesh of the dead. Even today, remains can be seen inside the pit, but I'm not sure if that's because staff don't want to move them or they're afraid to move them. Chillingham Castle Garden is a stunning and peaceful place, but it can be hard not to think about the hanging trees. Yes, hanging trees. Through the archway, there used to be three hanging trees. Two of these massive trees have fallen, but one still remains. When someone was hung at Chillingham Castle, the corpse would be left to hang in the tree until the decayed bodies would fall and the bones were just left there. The hanged were never given a proper Christian burial because it would have allowed their soul to move on. The gardens are also haunted by monks. The monks from the nearby monastery took pity on the poor souls who were hung by their feet as their death would be slow and cruel. I'm not sure if the monks removed them before they died to save them or after to give them a proper burial, but sadly for the monks, soldiers who caught them doing so hanged them as well. The lake in the garden looks very tranquil, but the lake bed is covered with the bones of hundreds of murdered Scotsmen. Don't be surprised if their tormented souls pull you underwater should you stick your hands in. And then there's the Devil's Walk. What is now the main entry driveway was used for hangings. Should you find yourself taking a stroll down Devil's Walk at night, there is a chance you might hear footsteps walking right behind you. Then there are the usual paranormal activities. Cold spots throughout the entire castle, full apparitions, disembodied footsteps and voices, and a feeling of being touched. One that I haven't heard often is phone batteries draining even if they were fully charged. However, most paranormal investigators will actively encourage spirits to take from their batteries if it gives them the strength to communicate. During the Second World War, the castle was used as an army barracks. During this time, most of the decorative wood is said to have been stripped out and burned by the soldiers pilloted there. After the war, the castle began to fall into disrepair. The lead had been removed from the roof, resulting in extensive weather damage to large parts of the building. The castle and the estate remained linked with the Earls of Tankerville until Peter Bennett, 10th Earl of Tankerville, succeeded in 1980. Soon after this, the landed estate was broken up and sold. In 1982, the castle was bought, as I said, by Sir Humphrey Wakefield, whose wife Catherine is descendant from the Greys of Chillingham, and they set about the painstaking restoration of the castle. In 1997, the castle was used as a filming location for Elizabeth, featuring as Leith Castle and as a hunting lodge. As of 2020, sections of the castle are open to the public, including late-night ghost tours, and eight apartments within the castle and its outbuildings are available for holiday rentals. So yes, you can stay there. 
but do you have the guts? What do you think of that story? That was a great story. Wasn't it? That was a story. If I were a tin of beans and all the all the ghosts that were mentioned and talked about were the beans and the rest of the sauce was just filler, then I would be a tin of ghost beans. <laughs> that what was, I'm trying that, was, that, that was, was horrible. <laughs> what I was trying to say is there's lots Where's of ghosts. Where's tin of beans ever? <laughs> Unless you're a paranormal tin of beans. It was chock full of beans. I get what you're saying. Yeah, I get yeah. what you're saying. Chock full of ghosts, not beans. Yeah, sorry. Ghost beans. Bean ghosts. As in they've been there, ghosts of that. Yes, exactly. Um, it was very like Left Castle. Very, very like Left Castle with the bloody history. Uh, William Wallace. I did not realise that he was not the Mel Gibson person he was portrayed to be. Now, to be fair, I haven't watched Braveheart in a long, long time. Um, but I read one sentence where it was like, you walk through a village burning houses with women and children. And I was just like, oh, the you know, medieval times, I swear. There was no diplomacy. And we pretend that we were oh so high and mighty and hoity-toity with our kings and our queens and, and it wasn't just in, in England or in Scotland here like I'm reading up on a massacre that took place not too far from where we live and it was like all these different houses from the Midlands came together and they all just got brutally murdered and I'm like we're Irish we don't do stuff like that we just kind of sit down with a, bit, a pint of Guinness and a bit of stew and talk it out and I'm like nope that is not how things were done but yeah, sorry if that was a bit gruesome. I couldn't, I couldn't leave out the gruesome bits though because it's I liked very it. hard to, uh, it's very hard to explain. <laughs> how annoyed would you be if you were murdered by someone? I mean, you'd be pretty annoyed anyway. But how annoyed would you be if you weren't, if it was your religious belief and you weren't buried properly, and then you were left there to haunt the place that you were murdered in? or your children watched you be murdered in and then your children were killed and then that fecker goes and dies there and you're stuck there with him. Probably not that happy. No, I'd be a bit miffed. Mm. Mm. Uh, did you come up with any characters? Couple of characters. Did you? Three old characters. Oh, you must have really enjoyed the story. Uh, John Sage. Easy yes. one. Okay. Me- well, I say easy one. I'm not sure if I'll be able to pronounce his name right. but <laughs> Hafthor Bjornsson. What I- are you watching? <laughs> Game of Thrones. He's the mountain from Game of Thrones. Oh, he is. Oh, my God. He'd be brilliant. Oh, he was a nice character in Game of Thrones. No, you're thinking of the Hound. Who should I... Who's His it? younger brother. Oh, no. He wasn't good. His, he was the older guy. brother was the bad guy. was the mountain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah no. Perfect. Perfect. I like him. Mm-hmm. Who else? The blue boy. Aw. You will be surprised... Go on. ...that I did not go with any of the bluey characters. <laughs> uh, you don't want to taint that, though. Jeremy Maguire. That name rings a bell. It's not Jerry McGuire. No, it's not showing me the money. I know. <laughs> but he is the newest kid in... Well, one of the newest kids in Modern Family. He is Joe Pritchett. Glorious. And so... Oh, yeah. He's a little kid. He's, he's really good at golf. I think you've used him before. He is the no. ideal... Yes, you have. No, I haven't. Yes, you have. Because that's the only reason I knew who he was. Maybe I have. I don't, I don't recall. <laughs> but anyway, he's a really cute kid. And he would play the part really well. Because yeah. he, he just looks like he's supposed to look at you with like forlorn puppy dog eyes. Exactly. And then Bantry Ghost, elderly woman. Yes. Cathy Bates. Welcome back to the show, Cathy. Been a while. Been a while. Been a while. I, need yeah. to, I, need to, I need to have that's some not our fault. That's not your fault, Cathy. That's our fault. For not, for not writing difficult. the stories yeah. for you. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. it. Yeah. I'm very sorry that you are not included in Irish history. 
uh, last week's Spike Island didn't have any characters suitable for her. But you know, she deserves good characters. But anyway, Cathy, write back and let us know what you think. <laughs> what if? What would you do if she did? I would. What would you do if anyone did? <laughs> I'd have to sit there and go, wow. Every week I say to people, if you have any stories you would like to share with us, blah, blah, blah. And I think, because uh, I've been told this by a couple of friends who obviously don't have paranormal stories themselves. And they were like, if I did have a paranormal story, I would be terrified to send in the very first one that you read. And I was like, yeah, I get that. Book it over it and send it to me anyway. <laughs> I would love to. And I'd read it whatever way you, were, you read it or wrote it. Or if you wanted me to add some flair to it, I could do that. Or if you sent it in bullet points, Stephen really reacts well to oh, bullet points. He does. Oh, love. do I love a bullet point story? <laughs> Just straight to the point, succinct, accurate, and all the information is there, and I'm done with it. It's if there was, like, if there was an emoji that could be placed over the expression, can this be sorted in an email? Does, does this need to be a meeting? Could we have resolved this in a? It would be Stephen's face. That your emoji would be. Please put this in as little words as possible. How did you marry me? Are we balancing each other out? We average, you say we average. so little. Yes. You're like, that's because I can't get a word in, but I'm not allowed to say that. I have used up a word quota, so I can't say it. Instead of, instead of speaking like you're trying to fill the word count for your thesis, speak like you're speaking to someone who has the brain capacity of a three-year-old and say, don't eat that. Here's ice cream. You just described my life. And also mine. No, but yeah. <laughs> I went to become one. My dad used to always say that to me though. He was like, God, I left you the gift of the gab. It's why you're so good at sales. And I'm like, yeah, that was great a couple of years ago. Whereas now my social anxiety takes to talk. So nobody actually knows I have really bad answer. And and when I'm talking to people, they're like, God, you'd never know. And I'm like, isn't it wonderful being able to mask it? Because otherwise I wouldn't be able to survive an outing. What else was I going to say to you about the episode? We're after going off on a tangent and we have a tendency to do that more and more lately. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I've got all my characters there. I'm happy. You're like, my job is done. My, yeah, I did. I said some words. I was allowed to speak. Kathy. <laughs> Kathy Bates was mentioned. We have a few other good characters there. That ticks all the boxes. Yeah. You spoke for a while. I mentioned Kathy Bates. Now, come here to Go me. story. Come here to me. Come here to me. Come here to I'm me. I'm right here. Edinburgh Castle is only an hour and 45 minutes away from this place. I'm not saying that, you know, we've covered those two places, so we should go. But I'm also saying that the Harry Potter Castle is only 22 minutes away. I, I, I read what you're saying <laughs> through your verbal words. And we'll see what we can do. I'd love to go. In the coming years. I would absolutely love to go. I think the boys are a little too young now to expect them to do the walking required because Edinburgh is all cobblock. The buggy is good, but I don't think it could do with all the hills. However, if we leave it much later, the boys are going to become very aware of all these weekend trips away to all these places that people are afraid to go. And they're going to be like, my mommy and daddy go to the pub at the weekend my mommy and daddy go for dinner at the weekend and our boys are going to be like uh, we go ghost hunting at the weekend That's yeah what and we all do. the people's parents are taking to the pub and they get to keep their children <laughs> and the judge will take ours away uh, I'd love to go to Spike Island with the boys yeah because it's an nice. island and they can't go very far <laughs> <laughs> will we finish up there yeah we okay will. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I will, of course, include the many, many links in the show notes. And if you have any questions on this or any other episode, our socials are What's the Story Ghost on Instagram and What's the Story Ghost at gmail.com if you have any personal stories you would like to share. And those are all my words. Exit jingle. Exit jingle. 
it's not so much a jingle, it's a collection of words. They may take our lives, but they will never take our credit cards. <laughs> Bye! There's actually some really good lines in that movie. Yeah, that exact quote was from the movie. What? Might have been a massacre that at the same time.